Awesome. Hey, we're going to be talking about LPU Conference a lot coming up. And so I uh, just wanted to prepare you for that. Man, it is uh, an honor to get to introduce our guest speaker for today. Got to spend a little bit of time with him uh, in uh, President Angie's office right before this. And I just want to also give a shout out to Mr. Adam Mesa. Do you guys love Pastor Adam Mesa who's here as well? He's not speaking today, but he is actually good friends with uh, Al Nasser and his family, and so he came out just to support and be a part of this morning. But I want to read um, Al's bio here. It says, for more than 30 years, Al has been creating amazing events and world uh, events worldwide as both the president of Alvaron Entertainment, I don't know if I said it right, um, and as a senior manager of events at the Walt Disney Company. Al began his career in 1981. Uh, no one here was born yet, I don't think, uh, on the world-famous Jungle Cruise and continued to move up into the company through a variety of different roles. In 1989, Al left the Walt Disney Company to be the tour manager for the Beach Boys. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and do you guys know any Beach Boys songs? Go ahead, sing it right now. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> what song is it? Okay. And... Okay, you're, you're not on the worship team for a reason. Here we go. In the 19... Jesus loves your worship. Okay. In, the in 1990, Al returned to the Disneyland Resort and soon became a part of the newly created special events team. Today, Al oversees the special events team that manages a nearly 1,500 events per year for the Walt Disney Company. Al has become a sought-after speaker as he not only speaks on his event expertise, but also his style of leadership that has garnered him several awards, including the Rare Disney Legacy Award that goes to the top 1% of the Disney cast once they are nominated by their peers. Today, when he is not traveling, Al enjoys uh, spending the majority of his free time with his wife of 20 years, Gina, who's also here. And his 17-year-old son, Caden, who's also here, and Al, get some love. Al is also very active in his church and community, volunteering more than 300 hours last year for a variety of causes. Can we welcome, for the very first time at Life Pacific, uh, Al Nasser? Thank you very much. Hi, guys. Okay, I don't need this. When I was younger, I would dance on it, but no. Anyway, um, how's everybody doing today? Everybody good? Good. Thanks, thanks for having me. I want to thank you so much. Um, Dan's been so nice and so kind. You guys have been so welcoming. Um, and I'm really, it means a lot to me that Adam is here as well because his dad, um, Diego Mesa, is one of the real people that changed my life. And I was always a Christian, but it wasn't taken to a certain level until um, I met Pastor Diego. So. Um, so that means a lot to me. So I'm going to take you through my story real quick. Um, the one thing I forgot to mention on my bio, it says, yeah, that I, um, I started on the Jungle Cruise. That's not completely true. The year before that, when I really started Disneyland, 1981, my first shift ever, I was in custodial, and I followed the horse in the parade, if you know what I'm saying. That literally was my first shift ever at Disneyland, so um, thankfully, I've come a long way. <laughs> so um, I'm going to take you through this presentation kind of quick, but I'm really, I'm really into just sharing ideas with you guys. I want to know what's on your mind, leadership. I want to answer questions. I don't have any plot reveals for the next Marvel movie because that always seems to come up, but no. Um, how do you get on the new ride at Disneyland? I don't know, um, but we'll take you through that real quick. So that's me. Um, 
Ta-da. Okay, so there's a, just, I just brought a couple of pictures um, from some of the events I've done over the years. Um, like I said, I've been doing this almost 30 years. It's been fun. The funnest part for me has really been that now that my son is old enough, um, because when I was young, I'd do these really cool things, and I'd come home and say, Caden, look what I did. And he'd go, like, were the Power Rangers there? I'm like, no. I'm like, he wasn't interested. So... Um, um, actually, that one was just taken, the one R2-D2 was just taken a few weeks ago. We were doing a press event. Um, that is my why. I think anytime you guys have a, in your life, as you dream and you go forward, there's, what keeps you based is your why. Um, whether it's God, it's family, you know, everything else. So making good, just helping others. So uh, that's my wife, Gina, and my son, Caden, which I didn't know they're going to be here, so there they are. Um, <laughs> so we're going to take you through... <laughs> We're going to take you through leadership. Now, when you talk about leadership, you want to be in a culture. That's really all about culture. Um, I'm going to be honest, guys. Being a great leader is not hard. It really isn't. It's just common sense, and it's common courtesy, and just walking the way God wants you to walk. How many people here are in a leadership role, whether it's a job, here at school, and other organizations? Great, great, great. So I'm looking forward to interacting with you guys as we go through this and hearing your feedback. And so I'm just going to say, so one of the Things of culture. At Disney, we have a very strong culture. It all starts with Walt. And um, when you get hired at Disney, you go through an orientation. You go through a two days worth of classes. Not on the parks or anything like that. It's really about the culture of Disney. Um, we are not, a, we're not an amusement park. Disney is a theme park. We are putting on a show. We don't have employees. We have cast members. There's anything where the guests, you guys are not customers, you're guests. Anywhere the guests can see you, you are considered on stage. So that's just the terminology, and you get it right when you're a kid, you get hired in, and that's when I was 17, I got hired, and I was like, okay. Um, now I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but no matter what decisions I have to make at Disney, it starts with those four things in that order. So if I have to make a decision, whether it's regarding a guest situation, a cast member situation, an event situation, anything, it starts with safety. Safety is the most important thing, bar none. Okay, once we got the safety piece, then it's courtesy. Are we doing everything we can to be nice and be courteous with our guests? And also show. That is, again, what does it look like? We, we are putting on a show. So we obviously don't want a, you know, a brand new car driving through Old Town Frontierland, things like that. It's all about putting on a show. Um, and you see that, hopefully you see that when you walk in the gates. When you walk into Disneyland, Walt created a world where you cannot see the outside world from inside of Disneyland, and he did that for a reason. And if you look at the tunnels here, you enter a, a world of tomorrow and the future, and blah, blah, blah. I can't remember the whole thing, sorry. Um, but it's, it talks about you, you're everybody, he wants everybody to be a kid as you walk through the gates, and you go through the tunnels. Now, California Adventure, the new park, is completely different. You can see the outside world, just a different philosophy that, um, when it was created, and then efficiency. So those, when you are making a decision in our Disney world, that is the order that you make them in, okay? So I want to take you a couple things. Let's go to the next slide. This is, I think, the one that hits home the most. And this is Disney, but it's also your school, your church, your organization, your life. You can build, you can design and create and build the most wonderful place in the world, but it takes people to make that dream a reality. So as a leader... You appreciate every single person that works with you. Does that mean they're perfect? Absolutely not. But as a leader, you grow, you develop, and that's how you get better. So the culture of leadership. We're going to talk about a few things. Um, it all starts with integrity. So 
You ever heard that saying, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care? That's really what it is. And integrity is about, so what is integrity? People use that word a lot, but what is it? Integrity is the decisions you make and the actions you do when no one's around to see it. So you're only accountable to yourself. That's integrity. And your people, the people that you are leading see that. So they know what kind of person you are. So when you're trying to give them a pep talk, if they're not buying in, they're not buying into the culture, and they're not buying into you, you'll never get them. And we're going to get into that in a little bit. Value. Everybody wants to be valued. If, when you're working for somebody or you're doing a job, don't you want your boss to just come and say, hey, thank you so much for all the great work you're doing? That's it. This, this, these are not hard. It's just value and just respect people. Inclusion. Yeah, as a boss, I can make a lot of decisions by myself. But I get my team together and said, hey, this is what I'm thinking. What do you guys think? Everybody wants to have input. And you know, some of the best ideas I've ever had have come from other people. <laughs> so, um, and yes, I give them credit completely. I do, but I do give them the credit. And I said, hey, I'll go to my boss and say, here's what my team came up with. What do you think? Um, so I think it's all about inclusion. If, if you've got skin in the game, then you want to be better. You want to show off for your boss and you want to do well. And you want to make it, and then it's a sense of team. Um, significance, again, it goes kind of back to that same thing. You want to be significant. You want people to respect you. You want to say, you know what? I was part of that team. Hey, you know, like when we do an event at Disney, we have hundreds and hundreds of people that work on this team. And every single person should feel like they're a significant part of that team because without one single piece of that team, that wheel falls apart. It's like when you make, when there are people manufacturing cars in Detroit. Every single piece. There's one guy that just puts this little sprocket on or puts a door handle on, but without that, it's not a complete unit. And it's the same thing being a team, being a leader. Um, growth and opportunity. Unless you are in your dream job, which I got lucky. I was. I somehow got into this. Um, like I said, I had no intention of doing this. And like, so when I came back from the Beach Boys tour in 1991, 90, um, they were like, hey, we're starting this new special events team. Do you want to do it? And I said, no. I said, come on. I said, fine. So I did. Um, but as I've done that, my boss and my mentor, he, there's a lot of growth and opportunity to, you know, I always tell my team, and I, every year as part of my team, you, we call you in, actually twice a year, I'll call you in, is, hey, you're doing really well with this. Hey, we want to work on this. I think you need to work a little better on this, but you're doing great with this. So it's a lot of positive, and some, there's no negative. It's all just opportunities. So nobody wants to get criticized. Nobody does. But if you say, hey, you know what? You're doing great, but you know, do me a favor. Work on this a little bit more. Okay. Um, but I, always, I also sit there and I ask them, well, where do you want to be? What's your five-year plan? What's your goal? What's your dream? Because my job as a leader is to let you get there. There's a saying that says, treat, train your people with everything they know so they can leave you, but treat them so they never want to. And that's exactly what I try to do every day. Every day I'm like, I've had to let some amazing people on my team go that made my team weaker when they left, but it was best for them. It was what they needed to do. It was their next step, next growth. Um, and it also created opportunity for somebody else that was new coming in, and, and that helped. Um, and respect. <clears throat> that goes without saying. That goes into everyday life. But to be a true leader, you need to respect your coworkers. You may not always agree with them, um, but relationships are so, so important. Um, so... Just remember that as you go through. Um, leaders do several things. Leaders lead by example. Is you, if you are a leader, 
there is always someone watching you. Your team is watching you. You may not think it, but they are. Um, they're going to see how you react. People always tell me, oh, my gosh, you are so calm and on this craziness. Oh, yeah, on the outside, I'm like, we're good. On the inside, I'm like, no. But you know what? But I'm, I'm very aware that the people are watching me. And even my bosses, our vice presidents, like, Al, is this okay? It's fine. We're fine. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, um, leaders are readers. Um, I try to read, a, when I find books I like, I try to read a book every couple weeks or a month. Um, read. There's a lot of great books out there. Um, Three Feet from Gold is a great book. Bob Iger, my CEO, former CEO, um, <laughs> just resigned, um, has a great book out. So, um, Read. That's how you learn. That's how you get better. Learn from other people's stories. I love reading biographies. That's, you know, oh, how did he get there? How did this person who was living in the street is now a multimillionaire? And there's great people out there. Like Steve Harvey has a great story. Um, there's lots of people like that that have great stories. So um, leaders are always learning. Um, you always learn. I've done events for 30 years now, about 1,500 a year, and I never have ever said that was a perfect event. Always walk away going, I could have been better, or I could have done this, or I should have done this. Um, so, um, are only as good as their weakest link, and this goes back to developing, develop and develop and develop your people. Um, there is never, and that's one of the things I tell my team, you, there is no bus on my team. You will never, ever get thrown under the bus working for me. You will make mistakes, because we all have, especially the, the newer people as they come in. But what I tell them is, I'll sit down with them and say, okay, why did you make that decision? Okay. Next time, think about it this way. Try this train of thought. Now, if you're making the same mistake over and over, we're going to have a completely different conversation by the third time. Like, come on, <laughs> work with me here. Um, but for the most part, if you know, if you got good, strong people. And so what I'll do when someone's new to my team, if you're brand new to my team and you've been with me for 10 years, guess where your first five events are going to be? Partnered with the, the experience. Because there's nothing like experience, but there's also, we don't want to hold your hand on my team because we can't because we're doing too many events. But at the same time, we are, we're, we are definitely setting people up for success. Um, embrace the value of a team. Um, take your team out for ice cream, simple things like that. Just pull aside and just, you know, get together socially. And it, it kind of ties into the care. Um, I have people on my team, and I'll just sit down with them and go, hey, how's the family? How are your kids? How is this? And we will just sit down. We have a big table in our, our area, work area, and we will just sit there and just shoot the breeze. I'm not their boss now. I'm their friend. And it's like, hey, so how are things? If they know you care, it really goes a long way for you because you want to work. I've had, believe me, in my 30-something, 40-something years at Disney, I've had some of the best leaders ever. I have had some of the worst leaders ever. And it goes, Disney's no different than any other company. It is, you just have good leaders and bad leaders. But take away everything from every leader you ever have. Oh, I like the way he does that. Ooh, I hate the way she does that. I like the way she talks to people. I hate the way he does this. Every leader you should take something away from, and that's the leader you want to be. Okay? Um, leaders, raise the standards of themselves and those around them. So I'm a big Tony Robbins guy, and Tony Robbins is the secret to life. Raise your standards. You're where you are because that's where you choose to be. You don't need to be there. Um, there's a great saying that says, being challenged is inevitable, being defeated is optional. That's up to you. But the reason this picture is up at Rogers Bannister in May 6, 1954. Does anybody know who Rogers Bannister is, by the way? 
Oh, okay. Y'all so young. Okay. Um, I wasn't born yet either. Thank you very much. 56. But for many, 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 many years, hundreds of years, nobody could run a four-minute mile. It was physically impossible. No human being could do it. Nobody even came close. Roger Bannister in 1954 ran a four sub four-minute mile and proved that it could be done. He raised the standard. But here's the funniest part. Since then, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people have now run a sub four-minute mile. What's the difference? They believe they could do it. It's all. It's so much in your head. So as you dream about your goal, whether whatever your career field is, it's okay to dream. Dream it and challenge yourself. Okay? There's some more examples up here. Leaders are, or leaders love a challenge. Challenge, I love a challenge. I love the harder event, the better. Um, it's funny, when I'm doing a big event, like, people, how do you not freak out? Well, what I do is, my little secret is, I will actually walk out to the event, like we're doing something in front of the castle or on Main Street or something, or in the parks. I'll go out there like at five in the morning by myself when no one's around yet, and just walk it, run every scenario through my head, and go, okay. So when stuff begins to happen, and now I got 50,000 guests in the park, and I got all sorts of things going on, okay, we planned on this, I'm good. Does anybody know who Eric Wienheimer, I can't even pronounce his name. I've met the man, Wienmeyer. Does anybody know who he is? Okay, so let me tell you about him. I met Eric, we were doing a publicity moment uh, with him years ago. He, um, we had him climbing the Matterhorn because he was a mountain climber, and I'm like, okay. And he was a nice guy, I met him, and hi, hi. Um, Eric climbed the peak of Mount Everest. Why is that a big deal? Because he's blind. He told me he should have died on that mountain. He said he had no right to be climbing Mount Everest. But he believed in himself. He wanted the challenge. Again, raise your standards. And that's exactly what he did. So, um, so whenever you say, oh, I can't do it, get off your pity party and think about someone like this who was blind and climbed Mount Everest. Okay? Leaders don't quit on themselves even when other people do. Okay, sorry, Kobe fans, but Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player ever. <laughs> I don't even, I'm not a big Kobe fan or anything, but um, I like them all. No, I do, I'm not a, I'm going to stop there. Anyway, um, Michael Jordan is one of the greatest basketball players ever. He's probably, in the, he's definitely on the Mount Rushmore, right? So why do I have a picture of Michael Jordan on there? Anybody know? Michael Jordan, one of the greatest basketball players ever, was cut from his high school basketball team. I'm not sure if you guys knew that. Michael was told he had no heart. He told me he had no game, and he was cut. So he went home, and he cried, and they went back to his coach. And his coach said, if you show up at 6 a.m. every day for the next year, we will work on your game, we will work on your heart and your, your work ethic, and you will be a star. Ta-da! <laughs> so, yeah, so, it, again, it goes back. No one's going to hand it to you. You know, being challenged is inevitable. Being defeated is optional. He chose not to be defeated. Walt Disney, um, if you really wanted something, whether it's a date, whether it's a job, um, and you went and you were rejected, how would you feel? Kind of eh. What if you got rejected 10 times? And this is your dream. You want to make this happen. What if you got rejected 100 times? What about 200? Walt Disney was denied a loan for Disneyland 
by over 300 banks. So he went to over 300 banks and was denied and said, your dream is silly. It'll never happen. And look where he is now. Again, believing, and he believed in himself, just like all of you should believe in your dreams. Um, Leaders should always remember, people don't quit jobs, they quit leaders. How many of you guys had a job that you kind of liked, but your your boss was, hmm, and you walked away from it? Anybody? Yeah. Yeah, and how, you know, on the flip side of that, I've stayed with jobs because I love my leader. And say, well, you know, so remember that when someone's quitting, they're not, oh, some, I mean, yeah, sometimes they quit because they want to do something else. But most of the time, they're quitting their leaders. Enjoy your victories and share them as a team. When you do 1,500 events, you're like my team does. We are, everybody on my team is working on probably 10 to 15 events at a time. So it goes back to, and it actually ties into the next one, which is know the difference between your victories and your mile markers. Sometimes you just got to say, let's stop. And as a leader, you've got to, from a mental health and from a peace of mind, you've got to stop your team, pull them inside and say, you know what? Tonight we're all going to an angel game. Tonight we're going to go do this. Tonight we're just going to go get something to eat after work. You've got to step away. You've got to take away from the pressure because if you don't, you will drive yourself crazy. So um, know your mile markers. Sometimes it's a victory. The thing about events is kind of what I love about it is you're only as good as your last event. I've done probably 10,000 events in my lifetime. Um, Some are amazing. But if I mess up the next one, that's the one that people are going to remember, and that's what I'm going to remember. So always remember to celebrate your your milestones. Um, Loyalty. You can't demand it. You can't earn it. You cannot request it. You can only inspire it. You guys understand that? Just because you're the boss doesn't make you a leader. I want to be very clear on that. A lot of times, bosses aren't leaders. They're just there to be the boss. Um, But a true leader is almost like our mom or dad. They care about the entire team. So um, if you are a great leader, you are going to inspire people to either, whether it's professionally, whether it's, you know, just from a personality point of view, that people say, you know, I want to be that kind of person or I want to be that kind of leader. So... Um, and these are just some quotes I came up with because I just, I'm a quote guy. I love quotes and I love hearing other people's words because it's like, oh my God, it makes so much sense. Um, you, the first one's a quote, Walt, of course, Walt. He signs my check. Um, but if you can dream it, you can do it. And, and that's really important. As I, I speak to a lot of colleges, and the thing that frustrates me most about colleges, drives me nuts, is when I talk to students and they say, oh, I can never do that. Oh, I can't do that. I'd love to do this, but I can't. Dream it. Envision in your mind doing it, and you can do it. Okay? Don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. So, and what I mean by that is, yeah. How many of you have ever accomplished something easy and said, yeah? You have, and you're going, oh, that's kind of cool. But when you work hard at something, and you really grind, and you work hard, and you study, and you do everything you can possible, and you accomplish that goal, how do you feel? Like, now you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of me. You know, it's, so that's really, really cool. Um, A.R. Bernard said, those whose loyalty can be bought can also be sold to the highest bidder. Um, Again, we just met him recently at um, Adam's church, at our church, and um, what an amazing man, and that was, that was the one quote he said that stuck with me. It's, you know, just because, like, you know, you can 
bribe somebody to come over to your side, but guess what? Someone else comes along with more. So again, it goes back to the, the loyalty thing. Um, and let's not all forget, forget it was started by a little mouse. I thought I'd throw that in for some reason. Um, and my favorite is God's delays are not God's denials. Are you where you want to be right now? It doesn't mean God's saying you can't be there. God's just saying, not quite yet. Um, I got the job of my lifetime. I was touring with the Beach Boys. That was so cool. And then I got fired. And I was like, it's it politics. <laughs> I didn't do anything, believe me. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I'd worked in the music business before. And I remember saying, God, why would you take away my dream? Um, and I was still in school, finished school, and I was going to be a sportscaster because I love sports, and I was a sports writer already working for newspapers. And I thought, I want to be a sportscaster, or I want to go on tour. Out of nowhere, God put this special events thing in front of me. I'm like, huh, all right. And I enjoyed it. I turned out to be pretty good at it. And um, so you may not be where you want to be right now, but if you dream and you follow the steps and be a great leader, people will follow you. People will help you, and, and you'll get to that dream. You definitely, definitely will. I think that's it. So I wanted to kind of open this up for, um, I kind of sped through that because I don't have a lot of time. So I wanted to kind of talk to you guys. Kind of, if you guys have any questions about anything, about leadership, I want to hear from you guys. So does anybody have any questions? Yeah, go in the back. Yeah. My greatest failure. I don't... You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I've never had, I've never had a huge failure. I've had lots of little failures where, you know, I've, and that's mostly me thinking I should have done this better. I should have done that. I could have done this. Um, but, and I told my son this when he was a kid. I said, you, what's the difference between a smart man and a stupid man? Everybody makes mistakes. The stupid man makes the same mistakes over and over. Um, so you've got to learn from your mistakes. And I think I've done a pretty good, that's the one thing I'm pretty proud of what I've done is, because, yes, I've had, I've had events where I've walked away going, okay, that could have gone way better. <laughs> but, um, but, yes, but I've never had any huge, great failures, I don't think. I mean, but thanks. Good question. Yeah. Have you ever been fired? Only the Beach Boys. That's the only job I ever got. I think maybe I got fired from Toys R Us when I was 16. I don't remember. It was kind of a, it was kind of a seasonal thing. And, they hired my brother, who was like the straight-laced A student, and then here came Hurricane Al, and I was a maniac, and I wasn't fired from that. I think it, the season ended, and they just said, goodbye. Um, no, I got fired. The only job I've ever been fired for him is the Beach Boys, and that was because of really some, a lot of politics and things like that, and that's, that's a much longer story than I have, <laughs> so, but no. But I've had to fire people, and that's not been easy. So um, at Disney, we don't fire people. We separate people. <laughs> Which makes it sound much easier, but it's not. Yes. You have to really put the time in. You have to, you, I'm, I hire, I mean, hire, I, my team ranges from a 19-year-old to a 75-year-old. I have moms. I have dads. I have um, I'm at Disney. There's a lot of gay people working at Disney. So there's a lot of different things. I treat everybody individually and as a human being and that, I think that's the best thing you can never go wrong with that you just treat people with the respect and again it goes back to that the respect and the loyalty people know when you're treating them right and I think that's the key is just really saying hey um, 
I don't care what you are. I don't care what color your skin is. I don't care what your sexual orientation is. When you're working for me, you're part of a team, and you're going to be respected until you lose that respect. Okay? Yes, go ahead. Well, let's be honest. My wife's in charge at home. No. Um, <laughs> it's, um, it's, uh, you know what? We, wow, they're turning on me. Um, I am, I will admit, um, my wife and I are both leaders of teams at work. Um, so we are very, um, we, we have a great relationship in the sense that we communicate a lot. So big decisions we talk about a lot. Um, and let's be honest, some of the times Caden's in charge and we just go, okay, we go with it. Um, but I think it's about, I don't think you treat your marriage any different than work in the sense that you communicate, you respect, you listen. Um, there's another great quote. Some people, some people listen to respond. Other people listen to understand. And I think that's a key thing. Is I always try, when I was younger, when we were first married, I always tried to respond because if Gina's asking me a question, she needs my help. I'm super dad. Now, I, now I just listen sometimes. She, you know, I am much better at turning it off than she is. She'll get home and she's still asking, bombarding me with work questions. And I'm like, I'm off the clock here. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, okay, so um, great question. Um, Bob Chapek is actually a good friend of mine. Um, great guy. He's, I'm going to be totally honest with you, Bob Iger has been the best, and I do a lot of events with Bob Iger and Bob Chapek. Um, Bob Iger is one of the best leaders I have ever been around. He is, you can't tell him jokes, though. He is Mr. Serious, and he's Mr. Business, and he's, yeah. Um, it'll be very interesting. Bob Chapek is a great guy, and he's a great leader, but he is a very, very strong finance guy. That's where his history is and his background is, so... If he's a smart leader, which I'm hoping he is, he's going to say, hey, you know what? You're really creative. I need your help. You're this. I need your help. So um, I think it's going to be okay. Disney does a thing called the Disney Decade where we plan 10 years out um, for theme parks. And um, like right now, we have three parks around the world that are closed um, for the coronavirus. I don't care how smart you are. You cannot plan on, hey, let's close three of our parks for months at a time. Um, so we're recovering from that. You know, we just got through... Last year, seven movies made a billion dollars in Hollywood. All seven were ours, um, which has never been done before. But, um, but as you know, we reached the peak on Marvel with the Endgame. That was the biggest thing. That was the coolest thing. And now we have to reset. Same thing with Star Wars. We ended that whole storyline, which was great. We made billions of dollars, but now we have to reset. So, so you're going to see some of the movies take a little longer to reset, but... Um, I'm hoping we're in great shape, and I, the company's always been good, a lot of good, strong people, and for the next year and a half, Bob Iger is still going to be making, he's still chairman, so I'm hoping for my Disney stock that it's good. <laughs> yes. Um, so, my best friend is John Stamos, and so what happened was, back in the day, oh, yeah, so anyway, so, so in high school, this is like, what, 38 years ago, John and I were, in, we weren't at the same high school, but we were friends in high school, and there was a band called Papa Do Run Run that started, that was playing all-time Beach Boy stuff, and that's how John and I, friends, we hung out, and I started roadieing for them. I was a roadie, and I room speakers, and I eventually did sound, <clears throat> and then John said, um, so I did a couple of Jan and Dean gigs for John while he was doing drums, I just did his drums and set them up and stuff like that, and then... Um, we went out on tour for the Beach Boys thing, and 
the guy that was the tour manager was quitting to go do Janet Jackson's tour, and they said, hey, you want to do this? Sure. <laughs> again, sure, why not? Um, again, it goes back to relationships, guys. If you want to get anywhere in your career, it's relationships, relationships, relationships. All right. It's all about networking. I think I have time for two more questions. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I don't think there was ever doubt on my, my part. It was, what was in doubt for me was the politics of Disney. Was I ever going to get that chance? And I kind of just, I thought about leaving. I got offered other jobs, and I thought about it, and I prayed over it. I'm like, I don't know. So I, st I stayed the course, and that was kind of my, other friends of mine went different routes, and they did great on their own. But I stayed because I really liked what I was doing, and I stayed the course. Um, but Disney is very political, like any big company is. So you don't always know, you know, oh, this boss loves me. We're doing great. He's going to promote me. And then in Disneyland, every two years, there's new leaders. Oh, I got a new vice president. Oh, I got a new leader. So um, all you can do is believe in yourself and keep your work ethic and your integrity and just do the best you can and keep learning and keep growing. So and that's, that's, and that's, what I, that's the route I took. But, yeah. Well, I think faith is, it's a very independent thing. So no matter what you're surrounded by, um, I, what I, the, no matter who I'm around, my integrity and my faith, my belief in God, my path doesn't change. And I think it's, you, you, the only one you have to answer to is you. You and God, that's it. Everything else, if, you know, if there's groups, that you'll know when you don't, you know when you don't belong. Like, this is not the group for me. So, um, but I think at Disney, they don't always do things the way I would agree with. Um, but I've seen the good and the bad, and I kind of just, you know, I treat everybody the way, um, the way they should be treated. But I think it's, it is, um, it's a, like I said, it's a very pro-gay company. And, um, you know, whether we believe in that or not, it's, it's um, and I've had, I've had talks with Adam and his dad about it. Like, you know, I hear it's, this, there's all the sinning, but some of the nicest people I've met are some of the gay people I work with. So it, it's, it's not easy, but I think if you just stay true to your heart and um, you, you, you do okay. Yes, in the back. We do have internships, not on my team, but there are internships at Disney. So check with, um, check with I don't know who you check with, check with the college program at Disney. And, but there's different units that have internships. Yeah. most valuable lesson is just be true to yourself and treat everybody well. That's the most important thing because as a leader, I've, and you never stop growing, never stop leading. So um, I think I'm out of time. One more? One more. Yes. No, ever. No, I love being a leader because it's, you can help people being a leader. I mean, that's the main thing is when you're a leader, you can help people get where they are. You can help coach people. You can help people grow. And so that's why I love being a leader. Sorry. Check, check, check. Hey, can we thank Al Nasser today? Al, um, Al said he was going to give away a Disney ticket. I'm just kidding. No, he's not. He's not. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, you guys, uh, we're a little bit over time, so I know you guys got to get, got to get to class. Do you guys want to have Al back sometime next year? All right, have a great one. We'll see you tomorrow in chapel. God bless you.